Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is November 23rd, 2020. As most of you know, the work that we do together each week is twofold, twofold purpose. One, to introduce the work of triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles and also to create a platform for those people who are already members of Triangles to come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of lines of lighted, loving communication between three people who agree to vivify their triangular link every day. Three people link together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Their triangle is then placed within the planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the etheric network into the consciousness of all open hearts and minds that can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day and therefore can be fit into even, even the busiest of schedules. And so if you resonate to this idea of planetary service and you're new to this group and would like to make the commitment to doing your triangles work every day, you can place your name in the chat box and hopefully two other people in the webinar will agree to form a new triangle with you. And we just ask that you consider registering it by going to our website triangles.org. So as we do each week, let's begin with a meditative visualization that prepares us for our work together. Visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And visualize within that sphere, a triangle. A triangle composed of the three primary planetary centers. Shambhala, the planetary head center. The spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart. And humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all directions around the triangle, merging and blending the three points 
filling the triangle with light. Now superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and present, radiating the energy of love-wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star through the five points. Darjeeling, London, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, Visualize the outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Radiance are we in power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day.
Thank you. After our meditation today, our guest presenter will be Belinda Baird from New Zealand, a longtime student of the Ageless Wisdom teachings. And we look forward to hearing from her. As the sun has just moved into the forward-looking sign of Sagittarius, we've reached what to many is considered the most liberating quarter, the final quarter of the spiritual year. As we move from Sagittarius quickly along the path to Capricorn and the heights of the mountaintop and its vision, then to Aquarius and Pisces, signs of world's service and the world's saviors. So it's as if all of the work that we've done throughout the year in perfecting the individual and shaping it, merging it to blend with the souls now consummated as we work in service to humanity. This year, as most of you know, there's been a great release of the energy of the spiritual will through the potent influx of Capricorn energies, the high point of which occurred at the festival week. And this influx has challenged the new group to rise to the occasion to learn to appropriate a new and potent influx of will energy. And we know that this can only be done in group formation. And as a result, our vision in this forward-looking visionary sign of Sagittarius should be greatly enhanced. Because there's an abundance of vision available. And it always brings with it a note of joy. Perhaps this is so because we've collectively merged out of the depths of Scorpio and into the light of day. Or perhaps this joy is because this sign is so intimately linked with our planet. For in the teachings of esoteric astrology, each sign has its esoteric planetary ruling influence. And the planet that rules in Sagittarius is the earth. So it rules in the polar opposites of Gemini and Sagittarius. And so some say we might envision our earth standing at the central point, merging and blending within this stream, this powerful stream related to the mind, very mental polarization that's occurring. And so as members of the human kingdom become increasingly awakened to the potential of their minds, then our planet, through work such as the work we do each day in triangles, can serve to release a flood tide of energies from the spiritual hierarchy to humanity, thus aiding in our task of making our planet sacred so it has a sacred in influence when it's in the sign of Sagittarius. So we can captivate, capture that potential. 
we can use it to liberate humanity from the whirling forces of the lower astral and mental planes during this time when we can become more receptive to the gifts waves, the clear high note of the pure air which we're approaching. And as we lift ourselves into that space, we open to the more subtle forms of communication, to that telepathy that exists between soul and soul, between spiritual hierarchy and humanity. The word telepathy combines two Greek words, tele, meaning at a distance, and pathos, meaning feeling or suffering. So the combination of the two results into feel at a distance. And to feel in this regards is related to mental telepathy, to a sensing of the higher realms and not a responsiveness to the astral realms which masquerade as truth. People today are becoming increasingly able to work within consciousness, soul to soul, group soul to group soul, and through that means provide a pool of lighted thought, a reservoir which can be impressed by the spiritual hierarchy and drawn upon by increasing numbers of people, creating movements or currents within the planet through which conditions can and are changing. In this regard, it's good training to note any telepathic communications that occur in our lives, particularly during the full moon period, which will demonstrate perhaps a burgeoning sensitivity to subtle impressions. Helena Blavatsky recommended that members of the group pay attention to even the most minor happenings in the daily lives of the members and to try and determine their underlying causes. As we note them, we train ourselves to become increasingly sensitive to this world of impressions, strengthening our understanding of the power of the subtle realms and their interface within our world, within our daily lives. Blavatsky wrote of the spiritual friendships, the spiritual telepathic friendships, when she said, when two minds are sympathetically related and the instruments through which they function are tuned to respond magnetically and electrically to one another, there is nothing which will prevent the transmission of thoughts from one to the other at will. It's helpful, therefore, to cultivate virtuous friends and through this means to realize the potency of the flow of thought that can be relayed between the two. Triangles and the entire network can work with this type of telepathy. Through our work within thought, the group weaves the network of light between the planetary heart and the planetary throat. We hear, we see, we envision, we pull through. It's interesting to note in this regard of humanity's growing ability to work with this mental telepathy, that in the books we're told that as a result of these developments, 
within the human kingdom, a school of telepathy has been created on the mental plane to which students can become responsive. So as we prepare for our meditation, let's just ponder the quote from Agni Yoga. A pillar of swarming thoughts can penetrate to the regions of the far off worlds. Regard thought as a real force in life and then gain firm control over the flow of thought. Coming together in group fusion. Lincoln thought as a soul as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working in this triangles meditation group. Project a line of lighted energy to the center Shambhala. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network.
hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands at the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and at the heart of each triangle. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the triangle's network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, transforming human consciousness and establishing bright human relationships. Sound the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. 
let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles forming everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work to be done by the words as they're poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells.
let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. Let's see. Linda. Okay. Hello, Belinda. Um, if you can unmute yourself. There you go. Hi, Belinda. Hello, Kathy. Hi, welcome. Look Thank forward you. to your hearing from you. Great. Hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have join up with you in a spirit of communion at this time every week. It's a very difficult time of challenge, opportunity, and change for us all. When we come together though and link mind to mind, heart to heart and soul to soul to form our group circle of light. We're moving steadily through a time of unprecedented upheaval in our global environment. One that has on the one hand brought us together close closer as a human family, and on the other, exposed our fragility and insularity, reminding us just how deeply divided we remain across the lines of color, race, creed, and wealth. Right from the opening of the spiritual new year in Aries, our eye has been focused on the goal for humanity in Scorpio, our being the warrior on the battlefield that we have created for ourselves out of our family and planetary home. It's not so very long ago that John Lennon's prophetic words began resounding around the planet. Instant karma's gonna get you and how true that is proving to be. No matter where we live, 
or move or have our being. Each and every one of us on this planet is impacted by the airborne coronavirus. As always, we need to be mindful of the place on which we stand. Be grounded there in truth, listening and reading the landscape, being proactive, responsible earth stewards. Here, through the heart, we balance the elements and transmit the rhythms and currents between the physical and subtle environments. What was suitable for yesterday or what we thought we could get away with is not for today, nor for tomorrow. With our water sources heavily depleted and our forest areas burnt out or dangerously ablaze, the coronavirus has mysteriously been borne through the air. Yes, it has caused havoc and mayhem, but bearing in mind the intimate relationship between the pairs of opposites, it has also the potential to be our crowning glory. The corona is a circle of light around an orb of darkness. And in spiritual, religious contexts can be a reference specifically to the crown of thorns bought by the Christ. We've all been preparing for the reappearance of the Christ and surely this time has now come. As we reach the end of the Piscean Age, after 2,000 years of training, world servers have become Christed, therefore worthy and ready to bear the crown. The challenge this presents the opportunity and ability to recreate and reconstruct. We must and we will all shine on and get through from wherever it is we stand on the planet. We've been given the plan, one plan for one world and one humanity. We follow the directions we're given knowing that we can travel safely, sanely and serenely into the future. In Fiery World Book One, we're told that the gateway to all other worlds is through our humaneness, its essence being the substance of the chalice, as well as an armour against the dark forces. Thank you so much, Belinda. So I just had a few thoughts that maybe we could share together prior to opening it up to the group here. Um, the idea of the relationship that exists between the idea of community and communi communication. Do you have anything to share about that? Well, what I really value about this um, forum that we have here, we have the opportunity to 
create a new com community through a very real, very new way of um, communicating. The electronic medium has really taken hold of the planet and it's just great to see that being done in a very positive way. I think it's so valuable for us to get to know one another in this uh, very varied way and forum with all the different things that people present. And uh, I think that deeply enriches each one of us as individuals and as a group. And I think the power of the work that can be done through this is just extraordinary. Yeah. But the idea of community also, as we know, extends in, in other directions, um, such as physical plane, uh, which we're sadly lacking at this time. And I, I sometimes wonder if our focus on technology could have the potential to usurp the understanding that we all hold that physical plane meetings are still a vital part of the work that we're called to do. And I know that we can't meet that way as, as often as we would like at this time, but I'm hoping that this push to the electronic media is not going to um, make us forget about the importance of coming together on the physical plane. I think it's absolutely essential that we don't actually see this as a substitute for the meditation that we do quietly from our spot wherever we are at home. I and, think also, and also with our groups, you know, groups oh, oh, yes. of people. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because um, this is an addition to, and um, I, I think to, you know, I just think of the groups that I have meditated with across many years um, for instance, I've been part of a group for telepathic impression for, I think it's about 30 years. And mm. some of us have, we've never talked, we've never, um, some of us have met, but most of us haven't. And the strength and power in that group work that is done every day is just extraordinary. Mm. And it's palpable. You can really sense it, you can feel it, and you um, can feel it going around the planet. So those vital links are essential and remain so. Yes. There, some of you might not know that there is a service offered on our Lucis Trust website um, called the Global Network. The link I think is up on the top right of our webpage. And it's a service that we provide by listing the full moon and new moon groups all over the world. So if you are, um, part of a full moon group that isn't listed on our site, please do let us know of your work and we'll be happy to, to list your group. Um, and also if you are in search of a full moon group after the pandemic is over, please uh, do contact the many groups that are listed there. Um, because we need, as I said, I do think we need to continue anchoring our work on the physical plane uh, as, as powerful mediums of, of light. Because before the, the interface of the technology occurred, there were many more groups that were joining together on the physical plane. And they don't have to be large, you know, wherever two or more are gathered, we can meet together. And so hopefully um, as we move more into Aquarius, which is a sign of group work and the time when the full moon meditation will be 
a central part of all of the religious gatherings, we're told. Eventually, the religions of the world will embrace this full moon work. Um, and so hopefully, we'll continue to expand on the physical plane as well. Um, Yes, well, can I just can I, yes. I just add something in there? With regard to that, I would just like to point out that what you can see on the screen, this is the spot from which I meditate in New Zealand. Mm. And we are, most of us are not in lockdown of any kind, so we can still have our um, regular meetings of full moon and so on. And what I've found that it has done, having the virus, it's actually enriched and deepened those groups and also brought more people um, come wanting to come together physically to do this kind of work as well, which I think is very um, hopeful for the future, because yeah. I think that we really do need to keep establishing those outwardly. Yes. Um, did you want to discuss at all the the role of the electronic communication system in the world more broadly outside of the spiritual community um, and some of the impacts that you see positive as well as negative? Well, um, there's a lot one could say about the negative and the downside. And we obviously do need to proceed with this particular medium with extreme care, um, particularly and, and always weigh everything in the in the heart to know whether what we are hearing really is the heart of the matter and is the truth. On a positive note, I would like to share with you something that I heard this morning, which I thought was really inspirational, um, that would not have been possible before these days. A young New Zealander was speaking, of 25 years old, was speaking on the morning um, television show. He had been able to go to university at Harvard when he was quite young. And he has, in the last five months, he has set up an international school online which has, I think, already about 400 or so students. And they, are repre they represent 20 different countries. And I think that's the kind of thing that looks very positive for the future because it just educates people in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, there's a really powerful documentary that many people have seen on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And it gives you one side of what's going on from the inside of the major tech firms. And it's interviews with people who left them and decided to do what they can to educate people on some of the, the positive, but also many of the, the negative sort of addictive qualities of technology and sort of advising us all to sort of take more breaks and um, get our own lives back, you know, especially younger generation, because especially for the young, the young people, it's tremendously addictive. And they went into that in the, in the documentary. So I think particularly for parents um, to try and understand that there are detrimental effects on the brain, on the psychology, on the souls of their children and to um, mediate the use of technology for young, which was, has always been the understanding of people in the Waldorf movement, the Steiner School movement. Um, and I, I believe you worked, did you work in a Steiner School? Um, yes, yes, actually I did. I worked in a Steiner School 14 years. Mm 
Yeah. And I, I actually went to a Steiner school kindergarten when I was young. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, so, and um, my family has had a long association with Steiner education, and my daughters were also educated um, through that uh, schooling, um, all the way until they went to university. Um, so, yes, they are very averse to electronic um, work. But also, I would just like to say to this whole thing of expecting children to write and to read so ex just in basic ordinary exterior schools they're expected to do so much more online than they ever used to yeah and i've really noticed how they don't have the same ability to be really creative and how they play yeah. um, unless it's on a device I've also noticed too, they don't read books in the same way, of course, you know, even physical books. Yeah. And they don't have, their vocab is quite different to how one would like it to be perhaps at this stage. Yeah. Um, and my concern too is this one about what are we doing to our young children spiritually. Yeah. Um, with all this, and I don't think that this is something that we have really found an answer to. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just all things in moderation, you know. Certainly mm -hmm. the technology has more benefits than negatives, but we do have to just somehow mediate it more in our lives. So some people are saying that their chat, the chat seems to all be going to private. Um, so I'm not sure if you just go to the two button and shift your settings to everyone, then we should be able to be seeing the chat, hopefully. Uh, I'm not sure. Never had this particular issue before. So we would like to open it up to the wider community uh, now. And so if anyone has a question or comment they'd like to pose, I don't know if you can see the chat, Belinda, can you? I've just opened it up now. Um, yes, I, I can see the chat. Uh, no, I can't see anybody having chatted. I can just see the list of participants. Okay, you clicked on the chat box. It's a, it's a separate box, a separate. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's one, that's one, oh, I see. Yeah. Yes, now, now I can see it. Okay. So if you see any comments um, along the lines of the topic, if you scroll down, um, if you'd well, like to Well, there's nothing to scroll down. All I can see, it says from Kevin Bradley to everyone. Okay. So something's up with our chat today, and I'm really sorry about that. But uh, so let me, I'll read some and you can comment. Um, one one people, some people are looking for um, a third partner from Denmark. And I think someone, yes, yeah, someone, oh no. Okay, so there's someone like to, two people, they need a, a person from somewhere to form a triangle with them. So if you'd like to do that, place your name in the chat box, please. Um, Andrea says, I love the thought form that you created with the image of the corona, a globe of light surrounding the darkness it creates a very different feeling regarding the coronavirus. Um, there's a lot of thank yous. 
uh, Issa says, the reach of the electronic channels is an important vehicle, especially in these times. Of course, yeah. Um, oh, and someone, okay. Uh, Sam, whose name I forget, but hello, Sam. Um, if you can unmute your microphone. Hear me? Hi, yeah. Hello. Thank you so much. Um, I'd like to um, mention something that's sort of quite interesting. Well, I can hardly hear the person. Oh, yeah. Could... Can, you, can you hear me? That's better. Yes, All yes, right. speak up, yes. <laughs> um, I live in a sort of farming area um, with a friend who works on a petting farm and she communicates with a lot of other shepherds. And um, they've all discovered that their sheep have been very, very calm. And they've got no, under, no reason to know why. But I wondered if it was connected with the wonderful bit that Kathy told us a few weeks ago about the conjunction with um, Jupiter and Saturn. Mm. And whether this you know, is actually having pouring into the animal kingdom as much as it is our own. Well, I certainly think that it must be true that the energies are affecting all the kingdoms in nature. Some people have shared, and you may have seen um, <coughs> pictures of some of the crop circles that are coming through. I mean, they've always been fantastic, but um, yeah, I just think that there are many subtle factors extant in the world all the time. And this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that's coming in a month or so it's certainly a powerful symbol, but there's always, there are always energies pouring in and many that we don't have any astrological understanding of. So, yeah, it could be just that the consciousness of humanity is, is changing and therefore the animal kingdom is making their steps forward too under the impress of evolution. Yeah, who knows? I think too... I think too, it does have something to do with how we are interacting with the environment. I've noticed this is the first year I haven't left my house and my property to go traveling for a very long time. And, you know, I'm out in the garden most days or walking along the river and certainly all that time working with the David Kingdom. And one is really aware of the increased beauty and the wealth of the um, and the vegetable and the plant kingdom as a whole. Yeah. You know, everything's looking thriving, full of colors that were just not there to the same extent and quantity of everything. Yeah, maybe our vision is expanding as well, you know, that it was there, but we didn't see it. But uh, it's many, there are many reports of animals approaching humanity more fully, like mountain lions coming down from the hills in Boulder, um, other places, the dolphins returning to the, the um, in Italy, in the, what are they called, the channels where the, the dolphins are coming into where the boats used to go through because there are so many fewer tourists that the animals are coming back and nature is approaching humanity because also because there's not as much the pollution levels have gone down so everything is thriving a little more <clears throat> as humanity shuts down um, <clears throat> and i forgot to mention so anyone who would like to raise their hand <clears throat> please do so uh, let's see john writes 
in a world connected by technology, it becomes harder to hide our true selves. One outcome of business interests collecting information from all who surf the web, known as surveillance capitalism, can be this, a new era of truth and transparency. As stated in the rules of the road, if I may paraphrase, one can no longer wear a hood submitted for your perusal as we move into this future. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, John. Um, Heather from Edinburgh is, is announcing that she has a full moon group there that will be resuming uh, after the COVID virus. Um, and she would love to welcome anyone there. Um, if you could write a note, Heather, to let us know whether you are on our website or not, uh, we'd be happy to list you there if you're not. Um, bio writes, one of the benefits of technology, in my opinion, is to enhance our recognition and gradual shift into the etheric plane and the telepathic development. However, we have become attached to the physical form of technology and electronic communications. The advent of COVID-19 has forced everyone to move to the virtual benefit of electronic. Yeah. Someone has said they'd like to join the Danish Triangle. So I, the woman from Denmark and from India, it's a, it'll be an international triangle. Uh, v writes, please explain, describe how you register the palpable energies in a group meditation when you meet physically and not just virtually. Did you want to address that, Belinda? Well, I think that's probably um, because you you are there interacting in the immediate environment. Yeah. Um, there's quite a lot to say about that, I think, in telepathy, isn't there, Kathy? Uh, I don't know, but perhaps there is. Yeah. Yeah. When it talks about that too, also in in relation to the to the animal kingdom. And and to um, indigenous peoples, he spoke specifically. I think, um, I think it was with ref he didn't call them the Aboriginal peoples, but I think it was with reference to them, how they at long distances when they were far apart they could communicate instantly with each other, even though it wasn't probably mentally done. It was probably through um, pranic forces. Mm. It is true that there, when we come together on the physical plane, we are connected uh, through the aura. And there's a commingling that ensues on all levels of the, lower, of the lower bodies, you know, so that the energies pouring in from the soul through the etheric are enhanced by being together. It's a different, it's a different experience, you know, we don't want to denigrate our use of Zoom technology to any extent, but we also just would like to say that there is something special that comes together when we work on the physical plane. Absolutely, because you are creating that immediate um, circle of light, yeah. and you're focusing on filling that center of light, that light from the center above the group yeah. into the circle, aren't you? Yeah. 
Yeah, I can only speak from my own experience, but there is a real palpable sense of joy that occurs when you are together um, on the physical plane. Not to say that that doesn't exist electronically, but it's different. I mean, I was just participating in the World Goodwill Seminar, for example, and a few of us came together in our office and there was such a sense of joy as the meeting ended and with our meditation. And it's, yeah, so there's something very special. If you've never had the opportunity to, to work together, if you've only come into this work since this electronic explosion, we're just here to say, don't forget about trying to make it, make the effort. It takes effort to go to a meeting on the physical plane and be present there. Um, Matthew writes, in this COVID period of social distancing, we have an opportunity to explore new ways of communicating, both outwardly and inwardly. And probably the most powerful way of communicating and communing with each other is subjectively in shared thought and heart, which can actually touch many more people and transform the outer world from within. So let us unite together in heart and mind and increase the spiritual light and love in the world. Thank you. Uh, Clarence writes, referring to the full moon rhythm of work, perhaps the moon acts as a marker of when higher ideas tuned to each of the zodiac signs are available for group telepathic reception. These ideas being hierarchical in origin will always be related to the implementing of the plan. Yeah, uh, Clarence, for sure, because that's one of the things that we have as our service, not only during the full and new moon periods, but throughout the entire month. But as you say, specifically, that activity is heightened during the full moon period. So yeah, we're supposed to build in the thought form, work with the keynote, work with the key qualities of the signs each month as a service, um, distributing them into the ethers as a way of um, lifting up humanity in resonance with the energies that are pouring in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Heather writes, there is a noticeable difference in energy harnessing and transference when meeting in person. Uh, Dennis writes, digital privacy must be ensured to allow for full expression of human creativity. Limiting this expression to a small group of uber-capitalist elite is a sure way to limit progress and the less privileged intelligentsia will be stifled and live in fear of oppression and stolen or watered down ideas. The world must move away from totalitarian control through technology not hurl recklessly toward it. Embrace encryption, embrace crypto, open borders, allow humanity to work itself out. Yeah, certainly a lot to be done in that regard. Yeah. Because it does actually divide as much as it yes. unites, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely been studies done on the divide, the digital divide between Republicans yes. and Democrats in this country and probably I know in, in England, it was the same for the Brexit divide. Um, there needs to be uh, a definite looking at how we can... I was also thinking... I was going to say, I was, was also thinking of it from an economic perspective. 
because you know there's always children for instance where they can't afford to get a they don't have access to online things at home and they certainly don't have devices yeah and of course the people who um created this industry have become insanely wealthy as a result of this epidemic yeah it's interesting to note that the the big tech people don't send their children to regular schools, they li really limit their use of technology, you know, freeing up their minds at a younger age. And so we have to look at that. <clears throat> well, I just think we're at the end of our time here now, Belinda. And so let's just, we're on the tail end, I'm sorry to say, of the Global Silent Minute. I lost track of the time, but let's um, just link with that for a moment. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Belinda.